Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backwards. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. Hello and welcome to Ten Backward, a Star Trek podcast based here in the UK, featuring myself, Will Turland, uh, this lady to the right of me, Gemma Turland. Hello. Uh, A man over the magic of the internet called Rick Everson. Hello. And a fourth man, wait, a third man, but fourth participant of the Uh, podcast, uh, Rick Palmer. Hi there. (laughs) It's good. I think. I think um, after all these many, many episodes that we've recorded, it's it's good that our introductions get sort of clunkier and more awkward <laughs> as we go along. And I think that's something our listeners probably really enjoy. <laughs> so um, we are gathered here today to <laughs> to discuss um, the animated Star Trek series Lower Decks. Because the second season is up and running, and um, we've we've been we we haven't done many recordings recently. Actually, we've just have been busy over the mm. the summer holidays. So five episodes have gone by. Mm. We've yet to comment on them mm. until this moment. Um, so, so, we, so buckle up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're basically going to talk about the first half of season two of lower decks and just see what we what we thought of it um so without further ado let's just go let's just go straight into the first episode of season two yeah. which was strange energies mm, strange yeah. enemies wasn't it what? i thought it was no, strange, strange energies. energies oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, we, we, enemies we, written down but it's clearly energies we had a little discussion while we were building up to this about writing down episode titles because it's always just a bit embarrassing when you get an episode title wrong. And then immediately, um, one of our number... Who shall remain nameless. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's Rick. <laughs> Has immediately made an error. Oh, dear. That's not a good start, is it? <laughs> no so yes it is uh strange energies and um this is the yeah the season opener uh does anyone want to talk briefly about what happened in this one i mean i could but at this point i'm afraid that i've just written down all, all, all the You're things right. that happened in an episode of rick and morty so. <laughs> well to be fair they probably could happen in an episode of rick and morty and well, uh yeah it was very yeah, very yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, this this starts off. This starts off really well. Um, with it looks like we're go, we're revisiting the chain of command style thing with Mariner being tortured by a Cardassian, mm-hmm. and then she yeah. makes a pretty daring escape, manages to get a Miranda class ship. There's a chase and battle through a, through an asteroid field, and it turns out it's a holodeck fitness program, <laughs> which I yeah. loved. It's a brilliant callback to Worf and his crazy holodeck fitness programs. Um, yeah, and a nice callback to Chain of Command. Of course, yeah. there was like and, a... and indeed to the Wrath of Khan because the Miranda class bridge that that ship was very much inspired by the um, that movie's bridge. I think. Mm. Yeah, and there was a nice uh, Four Lights reference yes. as well from Boy. Oh, yes, 
Yeah. Oh my god, Mariner, you gotta get me out of here. They keep showing me lights. No, I'm still mad at you. Yeah. So yeah. that's quite that's quite a cool thing. Um, um and yeah, we go into the episode and Mariner and her mother now are, are acknowledging their relationship and she's got a mother approving her side quests, which is quite fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um which is good that we've sort of taken that from the previous series and continued to play with that. Hmm. Um, and then um, and then some stuff happens. Yeah. I guess the A story is then there's the whole thing um, where they are power washing some buildings down on a planet. Well, that, that, was, the, uh, that was the side quest, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And inadvertently end up giving, um, is it Ransom, Ransom uh, superpowers? Mm-hmm. A la, uh, well, well, I guess uh, as they kind of riff on in the episode, much like a lot of uh, original series episodes where someone would get superpowers. Um, mm. Like, is it? Uh, is it Charlie? Yeah, yeah. X? Gary Mitchell. Gary Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, I mean, they directly yeah. reference Gary Mitchell. Um, yeah. But yeah, Charlie X. That's another good one. Um, yeah. I think I think the um, I think Ransom's floating head in space facing the ship is kind of a nod to um, Apollo's green hand. Ah, uh, yeah, right. Or possibly yeah. Abraham Lincoln floating in space. I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> Could, yeah. kind of floating in space in front of the ship stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, that's that's the kind of A story. What was what was the B story in this one? I, it, I was, guess... um, it was Tendy and Rutherford, wasn't it? Um, like, oh, was it Tendy? Oh, yes. Tendy's trying to yeah. fix. Is he trying to fix Rutherford, and he's he's doesn't want to be fixed. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Well, she's she's kind of she's kind of concocted this theory that he is um, suffering from mm. some kind of brain collapse due to his. But it's, yes, so yeah. she's uh, trying to forcibly fix him. Yeah, start shocking him. Yeah. Which I guess you know that's all kind of played for for comedy, but I d- I did think it um it kind of made her a, a slightly kind of unlikable character at, at times because she was like yeah I don't know she was there were there were points where she was she was kind of acting like a villain well yes. I yeah I think that was um, intentional yeah. I just, yeah, I just don't know. I don't know if I, if I loved that um, character decision. Stay away from me. I want my brain right where it is. I'm just borrowing it. I'll give it right back. Computer, activate force field. Corridor 755. I'm trying to save you. I don't need to be saved. And, you know, I know it was all okay at the end. <laughs> the stuff. It was like, ah, gee, she was a little bit out of line. Mm. She, didn't, she didn't really get brought up on that. Well, I suppose she, she did. did. She did, but yeah, you know, she could have well, killed she was him. Very apologetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, she just didn't like that he liked pears. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And in the in the A story, there's the whole that they they go through a few different ideas of how they're going to resolve it, and I think that the captain mm. settles on the idea of just trying to compliment ransom. Um, to kind of sub, sub, uh, subdue him, which mm. kind of works. <laughs> but in the end, they just defeat him by just kicking his body in the crotch. Yeah, yeah. and uh, dropping a rock on him. Yeah, yeah, and then you <laughs> drop a rock on him. That's right. Um, 
which I quite like. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. from that's from that's a Gary Mitchell reference as well, isn't it? It I is. That's yeah. What, yeah. That's what happens in that in that episode of the original series. Look, they, so kick, I think... they kick his body in the crotch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was cut from the the episode that we that was released. But yeah, it's, uh... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Doctor Tana references it directly when she says about it, he's going all Gary Mitchell. Yeah, they have to drop yeah. a rock on her because she's the one who comes in with it on the forklift at the end. Yeah, yeah. I think notable um, in his absence, mostly from this episode, was Boimler, who. Mm course at the end of the first season is is promoted to the titan mm. and i i liked that we didn't immediately get a return to the status quo and there wasn't there wasn't sort of an off-screen resolution and there an off-screen a kind of situation mm. that then puts boimler right back in in the episode at the beginning because mm. i kind of suspected that might happen you could sort of see how you might play that as a joke and everyone would be like, Boimler, aren't you meant to be on the Titan? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I just don't want to talk about it. Mm. I, I kind of thought that's maybe where it would go. But, um, um, yeah, but I, I like that it that it didn't. No. Um, so they do, one decision they've obviously made is in they do not press the reset button. Mm. I mean, things do get brought back, but it's it's... It's always referenced what has happened previously. Yeah. And um, and it's always talked about unless, of course, you can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, <laughs> Which we'll, we'll talk come about to later. But yeah, it's not like, you know, it's not like a character goes to a uh, to a sort of a virtual prison for 20 years mm-hmm. in one episode and then has serious <laughs> psychological problems adjusting after that. and then in the, and then he's fine the next episode yeah. <laughs> so th- there is some some continuity there <laughs> yes. but and consequences yeah. indeed yeah so what was what was everyone's thoughts i i didn't think this was the sort of strongest um opening episode that that we've seen i i just I, I thought it was fine i didn't really have any particular problems with it but i i think maybe i my hopes were set pretty high after the the really strong season one finale mm. and um the season two opener just felt like it was an episode that was that was fine but it, but it didn't feel like it was anything special to me mm. maybe, maybe i just set my expectations a bit high but i i was slightly like slightly disappointed with it but but not um but not like angry or crushed yeah it's no (laughs) (laughs) i'm having trouble remembering much about the episode it's slightly unmemorable for me Mm. so i think that's um i i think one thing lower decks as well is that it chooses stories which work well in animation Mm. I, i i like i like the main story with with someone being given godlike powers because they washed the grime off of an ancient monument <laughs> and, and suddenly switched on this ancient technology, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. It was just nice. Yeah, it, is it as season openers go? I I can't really think of anything about it that that sort of um, that stood out. But but yeah. I, it just felt it just felt sort of. It feels like a show that's very comfortable doing what it's doing and making good choices in terms of 
stories and stuff. And yeah, you know, that was good. And I, I was glad that, like you say, you were saying that that we didn't get a re that we didn't get Boimler back straight away. Like there was a couple of episodes before before he comes back. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah I, but I thought it was all right. I I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was you know it's, it it did what it. So it sort of delivered what I sort of expect from Lower Decks, which is a bit of fun and and some interesting stories and yeah, yeah. I mean, how how about you, Rick? Yeah, I, I mean, when you when you get a season opener, you kind of expect a certain level of like you're going to get some sort of something pretty big, something kind of thing. I think maybe we got that quite actiony opening bit, but then we sort of just sort of we we quite. And there's, there's not, not, nothing wrong with the story. The story is really good, but we did sort of settle into a story that was maybe felt more like, well, it wasn't didn't feel necessarily like a season opening, but more like we just carried on. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because if, if you just watched it in sequence, it's almost like outside of the, the big finale action of um, the previous episode. This feels like it just carried on as if it was still the same season almost. Um, I don't necessarily think if it's a bad thing though. What's a, what were the expectations? Because you could have had a big, crazy opener which did restore Boimler straight away, but we've kind of said that actually we like that they didn't. So yeah, yeah. And, then, and maybe kind of... what maybe what I didn't love about the episode was that it was a lack of Boimler. I, I think maybe when you when you remove that character from the show, you kind of realise what that character brings to it. And I don't know. I I think uh, his his absence did, made me not completely love the episode. Maybe I think I think the episodes where he he plays a bigger part are, are stronger. Yeah, I mean, when I first watched it, I thought, oh, have we basically just tried to dial things back from the Mariner Freeman relationship they had established? Oh, now now they're working quite closely. And these side quests, and we sort of want to just get that bit out of the way and they kind of all mutually agreed to just go back to how it was before kind of thing mm. so in a way it sort of felt okay we're we gonna then sort of just start rolling these things back um but as Gemma points out we never lose these consequences they asked even if we do restore certain things to how they were we still continue on knowing that stuff happened mm. and it does yeah. resonate um but you're right I kind of like the the, the, yeah, Boimler's presence is um, it, well. His, his lack of presence is, is obviously quite keenly felt. I think. Yeah, the group dynamic is off, but I suppose then it's supposed to be, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, and I suppose that that is part of the story, isn't it? Yeah. That that they do feel his absence. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. So maybe it's not really fair to to criticise that. Mm. But I have yeah. done anyway. <laughs> we can't judge every season opener like Way of the Warrior, though, can we? So I can. Well, yeah, all right, you can do that. Appropriate. But... Yeah, yeah, it's not really fair, is it? Um, should we should we talk about the second episode? Yeah, I think we start to pick up a bit of steam with Kayshawn, his eyes open. Yes. You got you got that one correct. Got the title by that time. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I mean, the best I can hope for now is four out of five, but you know, I'm hopeful. <laughs> yeah. So, so in this episode, we get introduced to a um, uh, to a character. Is he the the new chief of security? 
He is, yeah. A new character, Kayshawn. And he's a, a species who we've seen in one of the all-time greatest TNG episodes, Darmok. Mm. And, um, yes, yeah, so the, the story is in, in this one that... Um, this this new character who is a oh, what's what's the name of the species in Darwin? Tamarian. Tamarian, <clears throat> and they who only speak in uh, kind of metaphor. Yeah, and they were like cultural references. And yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That's it. Mm. Um, yeah, like pop culture references. <laughs> 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 They're like he's like a walking sort of episode of Family Guy, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, and then we the, the sort of A story is around a, a, a collectorship. Yes, um, which the, again is referencing an old TNG episode. Yeah, where they um, that guy tried to collect um, data. Yeah, yeah, and I d- I did sort of immediately think is this 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 storyline does feel like it's a like it's a great kind of setup for them to be able to crowbar in like as many sort of references to different things as they as they could and they they pretty much did do that right i think you could watch this episode a number of times and still not pick up every single little background reference <laughs> yeah uh, yeah definitely my my personal favorite is the fact he collected the giant spock from the animated series yeah. and his yeah, skeletons the skeleton of giant spock yeah yeah, yeah. That was awesome. I was just like, oh, and um, and space Abraham Lincoln is yes. skeleton as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, um, yeah. There's loads of little bits and pieces. I think the uh, soul vampire from uh, the Man Trap was one yeah. of them in there. Curlin yeah. Nescos. I saw one of them. Really, they're very rare. Um, <laughs> especially, especially if it's intact. <laughs> I probably got it. He probably got it after Parker Picard just chucked it away. At the end of, yeah. Of, yeah. Um, generations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the end of generations. He just tosses that aside after he checked. got it. He's like absolutely jizzing over how amazing this thing is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Then he's picking through the wreckage. He's like, oh, "This old shit." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on, Picard. <laughs> for some photos, for a photo. I mean, you, you can't tell me at this point he doesn't have backup copies of his photo album on, yeah. on Google Photos or something. Yeah, that's it. He's got them all on his pad, surely. Yeah. <laughs> he does not have a copy of the Curling Nasecast, though. So uh, no. Where is priorities? He was just really attached to that photo album because of the kind of sparkly surround <laughs> with all of the that all of the little photos had. Space, I guess you don't get space photos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess yeah. we 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 we're, we're getting sidetracked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I think. Um, I liked that uh, in this episode, the that character Kayshun. He gets turned into a glove puppet. Mm. I thought that was, I thought it was pretty funny. That beam turned him into a puppet. He'll be worth a fortune. Could you stop collecting for one? It was funny, but I, I, this, I mean, I like the episode and I like the character getting turned into a glove puppet. But I think for me, this this episode brings up something that is does irritate me about lower decks is the constant relying on references um to to kind of 
I don't know. It's it's as if it doesn't have the confidence to be its own show. It's it's constantly relying on references. Mm. And this character who is in the title of the episode gets turned into a glove puppet, <laughs> like how many minutes into the episode, and and yeah. then is never returned. I mean, obviously you see him in subsequent subsequent episodes, but but it, it did it did feel like his his character was a little bit. His character was a little bit one note. His character yeah. was like a reference to the species that you remember from Darmok. Mm. And then it was like, oh, what are we going to do with this character? Oh, Let's turn him into a glove puppet. Yeah. And then we don't have to. He wasn't um... relative, relevant to the story at all. Well, yeah. I think that the point was very much because the story was Mariner's issues on control, I think. Mm. And her and Jet, their rivalry, if it had been Boimler. No problem because he'd have fallen into line and done what she said, and I think that's so. It's great in terms of that. It's Mariner and her issues and having mm. that realization with with this other guy. Um, but yeah, it, it, to get there, you you maybe poorly serve a character that everyone is very excited about and and has yeah. actually had massive impact. Um, although mainly because he's quite adorable as a little puppet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, with with a with a, with that character though, I mean, it, it'd be be pretty hard to bring that character in and not go re- re- redo everything that was in Darmok mm. because of the yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I thought it, I mean, I think because it's an animated show, these sorts of things work better. I, I I think, like I was saying before, at least with lower decks, that they're doing stuff that that suits the medium that they're in and i think i think this happening you know it works in a it works in an animated show it'd be it'd be a bit it'd be kind of odd in a live action show although this is, this is canon now so it could <laughs> yeah, yeah i know i mean it would have been cool to see more of Keishan, but you know it's an animated show they can easily they can easily have him further down the line I, I, I imagine we might see him again. Well, he's, he's yeah. the new security chief, so, you know, he's got to be there. What's going to happen? They're going to bring the old security chief back. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> well, you know what we should have done at the beginning is warn the listeners to make sure they've watched the first five episodes of Little Dex before they listen to this. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. We'll, we'll do that. We can pop that in. Yeah, yeah. If you if you're if you've not watched them and you're but if you've not watched them and you're you're already at this point of the episode, then you may as well carry on because you've yeah you're, you're two episodes in and you seem like you're cool with being told what happens. Having not watched <laughs> yeah, it, so. well, up front what we were going to talk about. So yeah. yeah, but but thank you, thank you for listening and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you knew the risks, listeners. <laughs> um. So what what was the name of the um the new character the other new character in this episode? Is it Jet? Yeah, he uh, did appear in Seasons. Uh, oh, right, okay. Sorry, right. I just had forgotten. Yeah, because there's a there's a, the fractious relationship between him and Mariner is is a standing thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I think also in great... the previous his previous appearances, it they've been inconsistent with his rank pips. Hence the whole joke at the end about the rank pip and corn. Ah, ah right, okay. okay. That's entirely to cover the fact that you've been inconsistently drawn, <laughs> drawn with other ranks in the previous uh, season. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Whoa, did you get double promoted? Congrats! Huh? 
What do you mean? You got a whole new pip right there. Nah, just a piece of corn. That's always happening. Half the time when you see someone with wrong amount of pips around here, it's usually just delicious street corn. Want some? Sure. <clears throat> there's a there's a, a bit I really liked in the episode where um their their security systems have gone off in the in the in the collector's sort of abode, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And um and Mariner's got this plan to like a really dangerous plan to get off the ship. Yeah. And they say, well, no, let's just do this. It's way safer. Yeah, yeah. And I like that a lot. I thought that was a that was a good joke and and a, and a good reference to times in, in in lots of shows where characters do something overly dangerous for no real reason other than, yeah, yeah. Other than it's a TV show and they need this to be the plot. So, yeah, whereas I, I logically, they, yeah, they should just go to the escape pods and, and get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, th- I, think I, mean, I think I enjoyed this episode more than the mm. opener. Um, and then... We haven't, and then we haven't, yeah, I was going to say, we haven't covered the other... The other plot of the episode? No, no, it's a B. It's a B plot that's that's kind of borders on being an A plot, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you care about categorizing plots alphabetically, which which I do, <laughs> um, yeah, which is the Boimler uh, on the Titan story, mm. which I I really liked uh, mm. all of that stuff actually, because um, he you know you you kind of see him struggling a bit to get on board with with the culture. On the Titan, which is very much uh, kind of gung ho uh, action culture, mm-hmm. and that's not that's not really his deal. Um, but I really like he in they you know in quite a short space of time they managed to get in a bit of a kind of character arc mm-hmm. for him where he you know he does kind of bond with those people does, and yeah. and um, kind of ends up sort of you know saving them in a in a situation mm-hmm. and and yeah, I really quite enjoyed that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it was very, and, very good. Um, yeah, they've, they've all become so battle hardened; they've forgotten what exploring and sciencing is all about. And I like yeah. that you brought that back. Yeah. yeah, and you know, we get a bit of Riker in that story as well, which is always good. Mm-hmm. I like that. In almost every scene, at some point, Riker puts his leg up on something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the, there are fairly constant references to to jazz, yes, and his jazz trumpet as well, which I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, oh, and um, I just realised I was watching last night, and the um, the pack led boss on the on, when they had taken over the mine um, mm-hmm. is voiced by Rich Vulture. Ah, right. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Familiar from Mighty Boosh. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so the the end of this episode, we can, we get a sort of resolution to the. I get we get an answer to the question: is like, is is Boimler going to come back, <laughs> or is he just on the Titan? And what the what did you? Yes, both. Yes. yes yeah. That's it. So, so the, the solution is, in in true kind of Star Trek fashion, again harking back to to a really specific episode of TNG, mm-hmm. um, is a transporter uh, glitch where Boimler is duplicated, mm-hmm. and therefore can, one of them can be on the Titan, and one Boimler can go back to his ship, and and the, and the story of, can yeah. continue. Um, yeah. 
the the decision for the Boimler that goes back is kind of made for him, isn't it? Yes, yeah. <laughs> but then by Boimler, so. Yeah, which I thought was funny. I yeah. liked that. So what what did everyone think of that uh, of that kind of solution of getting Boimler back? I liked right. it because I, I liked that it was they did something a bit sort of wacky and out there rather than just have him be incompetent and get sent back. Mm, yeah. Which yeah. is kind of where I thought they were going to... But yeah. no, they did quite a good, quite a nice idea. And, like, and, you know, there's also always the possibility of later references to um, to William Boimler, who's still out there on the Titan. Mm. So. Yes. We, we, there could even be an episode in the future where we go, you know, we get a full Titan episode mm. with the Boimler... Uh, on the Titan and see yeah. what's going on there. Well, yeah. that Packled that Packled story seems to be get carrying on because in that episode they talk about someone's sort of helping them out with what they're doing. Like yeah. the, the way that the Packleds are acting is is too sort of sophisticated for them to be doing that by themselves. So yeah, I agree. I think that so, did seem to be. So I feel like maybe the so yeah maybe the the, the whole stuff with the Titan is something that will. We'll see again. Maybe that's how it's going to work on lower decks. Like the Titan will come, will sort of encounter the Cerritos quite a lot. We'll get we'll get a chance to um, well, see I mean, Riker again. That's if Jonathan yeah. Frakes is up for coming and doing any more work on Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I like. I thought this episode was. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That that whole scene in the in the collector's place mm. was great. It's just so many so many references. Yeah, <laughs> I I really enjoyed the the kind of solution for for the Boimler character because it I I was a bit worried that we were gonna f- the story was gonna be that Boimler couldn't hack it on the Titan mm. and yeah. one and and requested a transfer uh, back to the Cerritos and that isn't what happened. Um, <clears throat> and I really like that. I felt like it, it sort of would have given the character a bit of a disservice because he, he can, you know, he earned that promotion <laughs> to get to the Titan. And I, I was happy that they didn't undo that. They, they found a, a pretty elegant, but also funny <laughs> solution <laughs> yeah. uh, to, to kind of like to have their cake and eat it, basically to have Boimler on the Titan, but also have Boimler, <laughs> Back on the the Cerritos, Cerritos, however Cerit- you want. Cerritos. Cerritos. Cerritos, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel I feel like it could be yeah. a, an important thing for Boimler's character if, like, say, two seasons down the line, Ensign Boimler comes, comes up to meet Captain Boimler mm-hmm. and what that yeah. would do for his own self-image and confidence issues would be, uh, would be a good step in his story. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so long as so long as Captain Boimler has uh, facial hair or doesn't have facial hair, and an original mm. Boimler does have facial hair, mm-hmm. and he, he definitely needs to have like some sideburns that he can remove <laughs> <laughs> as a reveal. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that this one was pretty good, and mm. I, I was happy when we got to the end that um, that Boimler was coming back. Yes, um, I wasn't annoyed by by that by that sort of because like, like we said, it wasn't so much as a it wasn't a reset button no. that was bringing us back to the status quo. It was it was a 
a, a story that sort of felt like it it had earned that. Yeah, and it was still moving forwards, and I, I really enjoyed the um, the uncomfortable. For what's his name again? Sorry, the 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 other the guy Jet. Jet. <laughs> the whole scene where they're all sitting around the table in. Oh, yeah. And then Jet's just kind of elbowed out because Boimler's back. I felt a little bit sad. I did. Yeah. Jet's nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's not done anything wrong. No. Everyone seems to get on with him, but Boimler's back now. Glad I get. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty funny, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, this episode, this is the episode that starts with the. Scene in the shower, isn't it? Mm. The communal yes. shower scene. Yeah, the sonic shower yeah. scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was good. I like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, not. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, the. That, it was funny. Yes. That, yeah. Don't not worry. From a, not, from a, <laughs> not from a voyeuristic. Well, well, a little bit, but. Uh, uh, that's a little high, don't you think? Not for me. This is my favorite. I think I'm clean. Yeah, is this the first time that we've seen sonic showers on screen in Star Trek as well? I think we've seen one in Voyager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, saw Blana okay. getting in one, I think, in Voyager. But uh, it doesn't give a, it doesn't give much of an impression of how the how it works. It's just you acting. You're just acting that, that mm. you're in because. Because Sonic Sowers don't exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <They're> pretend. Um, <laughs> so, oh, yeah, it's like another way. They, that... up, they all let us start shouting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and also the, also the kind of the reference that actually they're incredibly dangerous things. <laughs> why, would you, why would you use that technology? Yeah. Why would you be able to turn it up to the point where it starts giving you a nosebleed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, couldn't you just sort of replicate some water <laughs> and then have the water kind of feed like back into the replicator yeah, to be to reused. Be yeah. That seems like that might actually be better than a sonic shower. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, I don't design starships, right? Indeed. <laughs> Maybe some species need it to be loud or whatever or strong to to get a nice really, have a nice shower. Yeah. yeah. To really get like if you've the... got thick skin or yeah. <laughs> armor armor plating or something yeah or, or an exoskeleton or something you, you, I, a, 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 a gentle sonic shower just won't cut it <laughs> <laughs> i imagine that wolf like cranks it all the way oh, up to yeah. 11 and then belts out some klingon opera <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> it's like ramming speed <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's not it's not a ship sir it's the shower <laughs> The equivalent. The the equivalent. (laughs) (laughs) That that poor ensign that Ward makes come in the shower and run the controls for him. Uh, He'd rather be on waste extraction than that. That's that's even worse than waste extraction. (laughs) Yeah, Ward's like shower buddy. Um, shall we talk about uh, We'll Always Have Tom Paris? Yes. Which is the, the next episode of uh, Lower Decks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which, and I, this, this was quite surprising um, 
from the title of the episode, but it does feature a cameo from the character Tom Paris. Indeed. <laughs> Who'd think? Yeah. Um, which is quite cool. I, I liked all of the... Um, uh, yeah, I liked all of the, the kind of Voyager referencing. But there, there was a point in this episode where they kind of make a joke about... Um, about a, a shortening Voyager to oh. Voy, yeah. um, which which it felt like it was maybe a bit too meta. Mm. Um, this heavy Voyager plate. I collect all sorts of plates, and I love Voy. See, I have signatures from all the other bridge crew, from Janeway all the way down to Kim. Everyone from Voy. Why do you keep saying Voy? That's what I call Voyager to save time. It doesn't. But I don't know. But then I did think it was funny. Um, <laughs> Why do you keep calling it Voy? That saves a ton of time. <laughs> <laughs> it is obviously Voy is what generally it's how we refer to Voyager, mostly in written terms. I don't think many of us actually say Voy. No, Voy. no. But um, yeah, it was. I mean, it, it, it's a fine line to walk, and I can definitely see the people feeling that one was a little over over the line. Yeah, into, into meta territory that one, but uh... but the, yeah, but then at the same time, I I kind of enjoyed the joke, so I, mm. I don't know. I don't. And I don't. Also, you feel the way Boimler is in there is when, maybe when as a, as a fan watching it, you feel recognised. You're mm. like, I would do exactly that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah. that. Well, maybe not. <laughs> I, mean, I probably wouldn't be bothered about Paris. Um, yeah. But that's the sort of you know that's the, that's that's us going to conventions and getting the photos signed and things like that, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. And the um, so yeah, the the story the story in, in this episode is that um, I get I guess it's kind of the B story really that Boimler now he's back on the ship. There's a bit of an admin error and he oh, isn't like yes. he isn't in the system, although like he technically is in the system but he isn't being recognized and he can't um he can't access the replicators for mm-hmm. food and doors won't let him in and I, I enjoyed that um kind of admin problem yes, joke that I enjoyed that it's exactly the kind of thing that just happens to you in you know if you've, if you've ever worked for a big uh, company in an office and you've tried to get access to something you Mm-hmm. The, and the system doesn't recognise your user ID. Yeah. It's, it's exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to work thinking that everything's been set up, but of course yeah. you have no access to anything and you're like... Your pass won't open passing, any doors yeah. and you're like, oh, you have to get security to let oh, you in. Yeah. You have to get security to let you go to the toilet. It's <laughs> something that used to happen in, in a place where we worked. Oh, my God. Just, yeah, you if randomly you... your passes have stopped working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it felt like that. Yeah. That's yeah. why I enjoyed that joke so much. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a fun little story. He's questing through the ship, trying to find ways around the doors because they weren't open mm-hmm. until finally gets to the bridge in such a state that Tom Paris thinks it's a Kazon and attacks it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But the... the... A story in this episode is um, is one I I really liked this A story actually I thought this this was really good this is the one where um, Tendi and Mariner go off to find uh, an old family heirloom for the for the cat doctor which turns out to be 
um, a sex post, like sex a sex, yeah, a sex <laughs> post, because um, because she goes through something a bit like Pomfar every year and has to has to fuck something. <laughs> Um, but I like—I really like the idea that this species, instead of you know going into having to fight battles and mm. do this, they've they've invented a sex toy. <laughs> yeah, it's much simpler. But like, quite quite predictably, um, something goes wrong, and, and Mariner and Tendi manage to break the sex toy, and then mm. then a, a, a comedy of. Of errors ensues as they go about trying to get it fixed, um, which was which was fun, but it was like it it didn't feel like there was anything that surprising about that story. No, um, but I love I really liked all of the Orion stuff, and I love mm. I love I love the on ongoing storyline of her being an Orion and having to deal with mm. the prejudice, and mm. then and then you know, the kind of going back to her people and not not belonging there either and yeah yeah and i i quite i liked all the stuff between mariner and um tendy as well and mm. the, the kind of joke that they hadn't really spent any time together <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or being paired off before as characters that was yeah. like that was a little bit of a message yeah i thought yeah. um and how they did, there was loads of stuff about each other that they didn't know, like Mar- Mariner yeah. having worked on DS9. Yeah. She's like, talk about it all the time. <laughs> um, I said, you know, I, I liked those jokes. I thought those worked quite well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously the culmination of the story is that um, Dr. Yeah. Tana didn't want the sex doll. She wanted the box. <laughs> yeah. Which, which again was, was predictable, but I, I wasn't, I just I knew that when they when they got back that it there was going to be a twist and actually she didn't care about the yeah uh, the sex post um, it was something else but I didn't I hadn't worked out that it was going to be she just wanted the box <laughs> to play the box um, and actually I think some of the jokes that work best on. Lower deck. So those are really specific jokes where basically the the joke is the doctor is like a cat and the doctor <laughs> does cat things. Yeah. Like okay, they repeat that joke ad infinitum. But do you know all it always kind of works yeah. though. I don't care about that old post. What I needed was the box. Mm. Ah, there's that's the stuff. Because, like, it is funny if someone is like a cat and does cat things. <laughs> um, in this <clears throat> in this episode, um, Shax comes back. I was well. going to say the C plot. Mm, yes, it was, uh, yeah, was interest- interesting. I I wasn't expecting that. No, I was delighted. I he was dead. Yeah. 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 I, I was happy to see him back. I guess I was a little disappointed that that hadn't stuck. Um, yeah, because it was, you know, it was quite a big deal that he died in the. But that was yeah. referenced that it was a big deal, and it was yeah. a big, big deal to, um, you know, to uh, what's his what's name? his name? Defer Rutherford. 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 Yes. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> Boofer. <laughs> That's not his name. <laughs> you've, you've written that I've down written wrong. I've written it down wrong, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not just yeah, me, it's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I did. I I did enjoy the um, the the joke about how the command crew always come back, and you, you mm. no one's allowed to talk about how or why. Yeah. Um, and the bulk of the crew do just accept it, just like <laughs> yeah, that's probably going to happen. Yeah, um, I think I did ask the question openly. <laughs> it gets reassigned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's horrified. Like, why would you ask that? <laughs> You're off the ship. Yeah, I felt like it was a shame for us to get Tom Paris back, but him not really do that much. Yeah. Mm. yeah. He was very much that. kind of a cameo, wasn't he, really? Yeah. yeah. It's, the episode... It was like a bit of a wasted opportunity. Mm. Yeah, and the episode was... It had his name yeah. in the title, so it's it's... I don't think the audience can be blamed for expecting to see a bit more Tom Paris than what we got. You got two Tom Parises though. You got the real Tom Paris and you got the plate Tom Paris who was actually talking. So that that is true. <laughs> at least from Boy Boimler's like, like men, men breakdown yeah. as he was getting yeah. radio what was he getting affected he getting by the gases and the congress? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just you know, it might have been nice if they they could have had like a like a two minute scene where maybe we just get like just a bit of information about what Tom Paris is mm. is up to now and what his life is like and you know something about a little bit about what what happened to Voyager once it got back mm. to Earth. I think oh, that would have been a cool opportunity. Why it was a little appearance though. They're keeping that for other. They don't want to lay that sort of thing out in in lower decks. Mm. They want to, you know, they right. they don't want to step on toes, which might make a reference from in Picard or any other series that may come up in the future. I think so. They're probably playing a bit. That's true. That. Maybe maybe Prodigy, um, which is yeah. going to feature well, exactly. Janeway or a version of Janeway. So mm. actually, maybe yeah, maybe you're right. Um, it's interesting. He was still a lieutenant as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, interesting. No, no promotion there. No promotion mm. after he got back from the Delta Quadrant. So, uh... <laughs> well, they, you know, they they probably looked at everything that he did when he was in there, and he was in the Delta Quadrant, and maybe he maybe he did get promoted, but then immediately demoted. <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, I think I was saying to someone on Twitter conversations about whether they might bring harry kim up in an episode or something and i said it would be great if they just turned it on his head and he was like a, the, the commander-in-chief of starfleet or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while paris was still a lieutenant on there ah oh, that would be kind of cool actually yeah yeah it's just going against the grain of these the, the ongoing joke of him being the eternal ensign <laughs> but yeah this is a, this was a, a really good episode three 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 story tracks um yeah they all came out quite funny, quite nicely done. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Do you feel like you're ready to move on to um, uh, Mugato Gumato or M- Mugato G- Gumato, <laughs> <laughs> depending on how you want to pronounce it? Oh, I mean, 
which is a which is a good funny joke from the episode actually i I I really liked this episode. I think this was my this is my favorite episode that, of of season two so far. Mm, um, it's it's extremely good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought with this one, like everything, all of the yeah. stories really worked. Yeah, and all of the all of the jokes were funny. And um, so to um, if 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 I may summarize the episode, please, yes. Um, a Denobulan science team find a Megatu on a planet that they're not normally native to. So the Cerritos is dispatched to investigate. Um, Boimler and Rutherford uh, take on Mariner and Ambojitsu. She kicks their ass and they hear from the bartender rumours that she is a Section 31 secret Starfleet intelligence plant super soldier type person. Yeah. Um, and they gradually manage to talk themselves around into believing the rumours. Um, and Shax takes them all on his on the away team to investigate the planet and the Mugatu, where they find the Ferengi are um, have rounded all the Mugatu up um, for nefarious purposes. Um, a, a battle ensues, um, and they see Mariner apparently stab and bite um, Shax. Then they yeah. run off. Um, they later encounter Mariner again, and um, think they, they she's trapped, and they accuse her of being super. Sorry. She she reveals that she put the rumor about herself. Um, they go and try and rescue the rest of the, the away team, and ultimately um, Rutherford and Boimler do so by talking about a negotiation board game that they were playing earlier and they persuade the Ferengi into a compromise deal where they make Mugatu land for profit, <laughs> which is yeah. brilliant. Um, oh, and there's a little yeah. B-plot where um, Cerritos tractors a, a shuttle leaving. Um, the shuttle explodes. They've been the occupant aboard and he, he guilts them into giving them one of their shuttles as compensation as well as other bits and bobs. Mm. Uh, only to find that they fall prey to a scam, and he blew his own ship up to persuade them to give him a nicer one, uh, which I yeah. thought was quite a nice, funny one. There's and there's, there's even also, a C plot. Yeah, um, actually, that's probably the C plot, and the B plot would be the Tendee doing the physicals. Yes, yeah. So Tendee is given the task of is of giving everyone a physical who has managed to avoid having a physical mm. so far. Um, and the last and I, mysterious I, holdout is the doctor herself. Yeah, like patient eight oh six or something. Mm. Um, and then I, I really, I really liked the the uh, kind of climax of this story because it's another, basically, it's another thing where the joke is the doctor is like a cat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the doctor does go like a cat. And she's like, <sighs> and kind yes. of runs off and yeah. um, under the shell, hissing and swiping claws at it. I just, yeah, I, I really liked that. Me and Gemma were talking about how uh, how we really like that the Doctor is not just a cat, but like a really mangy cat. <laughs> 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 like just a nasty, <laughs> scratchy, stinky, flea. Yeah. Cat. He's like, like dangerous. Like the kind yeah. of cat where if your kid went to pet it in the street, you'd be like, no, 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 don't, don't touch <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and th- this episode really, uh, well, the, you know, it's quite a really short sequence, but that that summed up what 
what is funny about the Doctor <laughs> character. Yes. Also, I don't know if it's referenced in in other episodes, but the relationship between the Doctor and, and Shax. It is. It's yeah. referenced towards the end of Series 1, um, which to me made it all the more tragic that Shax was killed. Yeah. Um, uh, ironically, the episode where he's defi- um, confirmed as returned is the episode where apparently she needs a sex post. But... <laughs> <laughs> she needed a box. This is yeah, the box. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because Shax is back, she doesn't need a sex post. <laughs> um, I am. Um, I really like the... the um, the board game they're playing, Diplomats. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Such a boring game. <laughs> but I think it'd be quite quite fun. I like, yeah, I, I like that. Because Star Trek's pretty good at inventing games. And, yeah. Um, and Diplomats sounds like something that would definitely exist in. I, I love that. <clears throat> How unsatisfying it is to to, <laughs> to win because basically, basically to win you have to have reached a compromise when nobody's when nobody's happy. Nobody's happy. And you're like, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> if both sides are equally unsatisfied with the negotiation, you can close the deal. Ready for final offers? Eh, I don't like it. I guess I can live with that. That's a compromise! Yeah. Uh, I, I thought that was a really good joke, but also like a believable game. Yeah. <laughs> as well. Yeah. Ages I... ago ages ago I had an idea for for a board game called Sensible Sensible Choices. Yeah. <laughs> um, where where you can you can choose to do risky things but but or you can choose to be sensible and get around the board game. So you're basically you're deciding whether to be sensible, and your opponents will be ri- take risks. So you can either choose to be sensible and definitely get around, or you can mm-hmm. take risks and maybe not get around as quickly. I like <laughs> um, it. Um, brilliant. But but yeah, it never really got off the uh, uh, past the idea stage. Um, but I might go back to that. I, I don't think know. You should. you you should get in touch with the makers of Diplomat and see if they want to do a crossover with sensible choices because feels like that would work. It, it sounds like the way my children play the game of life. <laughs> Noah will make the sensible choices and invariably will win, whereas Isaac will take the mad risks and he finishes the game with about three pound and eighteen children. <laughs> well, it's the case, you know. <laughs> One way to do it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I also really enjoyed the A plot in this episode. I know we were singing the praises of the B and C plots, but um, the whole Magato mm, um, yeah. story is really good as well. Yeah, yeah. They, they really. Again, it's this. This media animation is a great. It's probably the best. Best suits something like the. Magato. Yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking that in the scene where we, we see like a bit of a mass Magato breakout. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking to do this in live action would be really expensive. And I mm. don't think they would they would put the money into an idea like that. Mm. But in animation, you, you can do it. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, the Magato in the appearance of the Magato in, in, um, the original series is is, is classic. I, I love, mm. I do love that. But but I think it's easier to give them to make them a more rounded sort of species in the Star yeah. Trek universe and make them more fearsome and 
and and more animal more animal like like more more as more yeah. like a creature in, but it was it was you know, it's a funny bit the bit the bit where this yeah. <laughs> the bit where um yeah the bit where um boimler is stuck in a log is it boimler and rutherford are stuck in a yeah, log while yeah. or two Magato having sex and another oh, one's watching. Yeah, that was brilliant. I, I loved all that. I thought that was. And then excellent. there was there was even like that was a funny enough joke on itself. But then you have the bit where he's kind of like fellating his horn while he's watching. Yeah. A little funny visual gag. Yeah. I, I I laughed pretty hard at that because I just was not expecting that at all. Oh, this could get violent if he tries to assert dominance. Is he asserting? No, I, I think he likes to watch. <laughs> Generally, like Lower Decks is quite, it's, it's reasonably adult, but it's it's not often very rude. And yeah. that was like the rudest joke <laughs> we've had so far. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that but was also, But one of the funniest, though, I think. <laughs> oh, and also... Um, where they meet that <laughs> they meet that Tenorite oh, guy, the, yeah. the, the, ex, the expert oh, God, yeah. who's not an expert. Yeah. I've got five books. I've got five. I've read we five went, books. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! What was he? I didn't write five books. I've read five books. Yeah. He was called. He was called Doofa, wasn't he? Or something like. <laughs> he had a name. Was it? Oh, I was like. Um, I, can't uh, I can't remember his name. Like. Jeruti or something. something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he just immediately gets killed. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a good joke too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I really like the reference to, um, like, we we get to see the laser whips of the Ferengi mm. again. Um, that was a nice callback. Um, and I lo- really like the attention to detail in the Ferengi voice acting, in that they sounded like, the Ferengi sounded like they were wearing those like awful kind of prosthetic teeth that they have to wear (laughs) so that they, so that they kind of almost kind of mumble all of their, all Mm. of their work. But it it just sounded exactly right. Sounded exactly like a Ferengi should sound. Patingi, that's it. (laughs) Patingi, yeah. (laughs) Um, Sorry, went on memory alpha to find out. What impresses me on this episode is the fact they managed to make such a great one just riffing on the fact that back in the original series, DeForest Kelly couldn't pronounce Gamato, (laughs) so they had to change the name to Mugato. But they did that so well. There's that one bit when they're being down, and Shax basically pronounces it differently about five times <laughs> yeah. in the session and no, no one references no one notices or anything it's just they're all saying it completely different ways and it's brilliant it's just yeah. uh, so, so i mean that's the sort of like meta reference stuff that i love because it's just very beautifully mm. done oh it's yeah really good. and i think it doesn't doesn't take you out of the episode necessarily um, no no I think, no. it, yeah. Whereas yeah. maybe the the maybe the the sort of really meta kind of Voyager stuff does. Like, mm. is it, was there a bit in that episode where I think Boimler is humming the theme tune to Voyager as he's going through the? Oh, really, I, didn't I could. That. I could be that I might have imagined that. <laughs> um, I, t- but, I, t- I tell I tell you what, because in the in the Magato Gamato episode. Mariner says, 
oh, these are some some proper last outpost style Ferengi. And mm. that one took me out a little bit. Yeah, me too. That was one I, I didn't was, really... That's, uh, I yeah. think that's, that's the one they've most... I think they just pushed it too far on that one. For, for me, you know. If we're so dumb, then how did we capture you, human? You guys are what, some creepy throwback last outpost style Ferengi? You ever heard of Quark? Of course I've heard of Quark! Right, <laughs> because, it's, because she's naming an episode, isn't she? She's yeah. Like, how would she... How yeah. would that make sense in the universe? Whereas everything else you could kind of explain away, but... Yeah. Yeah. So that was just... I mean, it's a minor thing. It's a brief throwaway comment. Yeah. So it's not its not ruining the episode. It's a brilliant episode. But, yeah, uh, I mean, I, this, this was my favourite um, by far. And I think, I think I really enjoyed episode three. And then this one... Uh, build, built up. This was like the the peak of what we've had so far. It seemed to me, and that uh, that might be because um, we were binge watching these episodes, and we were getting deeper and deeper into a bottle of wine. <laughs> and, I, and I do I do think this this hit at sort of peak wine drinking as well. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I really liked this one. Mm-hmm. I I would like to see more of the bartender who gossips <laughs> and doesn't mm. get his work done. I was going to say, he's a pretty rubbish bartender, so yeah. I can't imagine he's going to keep his job for that much longer. <laughs> if you don't want to tend bar, don't tend bar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, that was another really successful joke. Yeah. This episode. Yeah, the yeah. idea of this bartender just spends all his time, uh, <laughs> like, gossiping <laughs> and um, not, not making Long Island iced teas <laughs> or whatever it was they were, <laughs> they were waiting on. But it's a beautiful, like, thing compared to, like, Guinan, who would tell you the, the long story or the thing about someone. And this, mm. this guy <laughs> this guy tells you absolute bullshit is over <laughs> and gets told <laughs> off for it. Love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so if we're about covered with that one, I think that takes us to an embarrassment of duplers. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I enjoyed this episode as well. I, th- I thought it didn't quite hit the same highs as, um, as the, uh, Mugato episode, but I, but I really enjoyed it. Um, so the, so the the kind of a story is that they they've been escorting a um, uh, a member of a, a species called um, uh, Duplers and um, taken them to a star base. And the 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 thing about this species is that they will duplicate if they are embarrassed or awkward. <laughs> but they've managed to seemingly get through like a whole week uh, without triggering a, a duplication. And the captain is really hopeful that they are going to be getting into like a pretty exclusive party at this starbase, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then it all kind of goes wrong just as they get to the starbase, and um, and yeah. I can't remember what it is. What's the what's the the, the moment oh, where he, it all goes wrong? He, and he walks starts duplicating. into the room as yeah. She, as the captain is saying, "Oh, thank goodness, goodness, we're nearly rid of him," or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, you don't want me mm. here." And he's like, <laughs> "Was I too much trouble?" No, 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 no. You were great. I love having you here. I was a bad guest. I'm so so. <laughs> 
Every little thing after that is like, oh, we bumped your model, and uh, yeah. it's just deep pain. And then there's the B story where Boimler and Mariner get over to the station and mm. want to use Boimler's transporter clone identity to get him into the exclusive party. Yeah. Um, which is, is, I like that because I think we've not had Boimler and Mariner have a little that much time together since he came back. No, actually, we haven't, have we? Yeah, and clearly, yeah. clearly Mariner was really affected by Boimler going. Mm-hmm. So it was nice that they had that little, they had that time to have that out and sort of re-establish their relationship, I think. Yeah, yeah, there was some nice sort of, like some a bit of kind of character honesty mm. towards the end where, they, you know, they talk <laughs> about how the fact that they, you know, it, she she didn't did not feel good about him going to the Titan. She felt like he'd kind of abandoned her, and and um, you know they were sort of forced to confront how they felt about that. I thought that was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and in an attempt to find out where the party is, they run afoul of um, mm-hmm. an old acquaintance, a mariner who frames them uh, for smuggling weapons. Um, and then there's a crazy space buggy chase across the, <laughs> the, the Starbase promenade, which yes. is yeah. crazy fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed that that action sequence. Um, and then there's there's also a kind of C plot with um, 10D and um, yes, and Rutherford because he's he's trying to build a model of the Ceratos mm. and. Um, also, sort of dealing with the fact that he's he's lost memories and he's um, feels like his past self was kind of more intelligent mm. than his current self, yeah. and um, kind of sort of comes to terms he can't with that. Work out what? Yeah, yeah. What he's he le- he's doing. left. It. Yeah, that's right. Um, but then, but then it turns out that his past self uh, didn't really want to finish this model that he was building either. And um, that, that was the whole point. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that, that, was, that was a, that was a really sweet moment actually, because you know, mm. it was never the achievement of creating the model. Mm. It was having this time with him and Tendi. Yeah. And that was really nice. And like, yeah. she's sort of going along with him, going on the phone. And she has to say, no, you deliberately did that. We didn't want to finish the model because if we were working on the model, people just left us alone and we just had, I just thought, oh, they're kind of adorable. Yeah. You know, compared to like a few episodes back when she was trying to electroshock him to make yeah. stop him like in pairs. <laughs> yeah, which I was, yeah, as I said, I wasn't totally comfortable <laughs> with her actions. But it's, it's, it's good that there is the, the, the continuing after effects the fact mm. Rutherford lost mm. his memory and he's having to sort of try and deal with that and how that how that leaves him, I think. So that was quite yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that sort of fine line between keeping the status quo but also acknowledging the things that happen and how they affect the characters, which this episode really did, as, mm. as we sort of said, with Mariner and Boimler as well. Yeah. So. And I, I like the way the story goes in the in the A plot where, um, or is it the B plot? Ah, oh, man, I, I need to stop getting hung up on, on the alphabetical idea well, of plot. Well, let's say but... the A plot is the plot that's referenced in the title. The dot. Okay. Yeah. 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 The, 
Dupler, uh, Duplers. Um, no, Duplers are in The Witcher. And uh, yeah, so okay, the B plot with uh, Mariner and Boimler. Mm-hmm. And that they kind of, so Boimler does end up getting into this party um, and Mariner mm-hmm. doesn't. And then he realizes that it's just not really any fun mm-hmm. without her. Like it's a cool party, but. You know, he doesn't really know anyone there or sort of connect with anyone. So he he goes off and finds her in like a really grimy bar, like on the promenade of this um, mm. space station. And they, uh, yeah, they just hang out there. And that's when they discover that, that Kirk and Spock also failed to get into this party. And you, you see the little Kirk and Spock names like etched in the, yeah. the bar. I thought that was cool. It was cool. But also, how do they know that was really Kirk and Spock? The the bar the bar lady could have easily have done that as a kind of that's true yeah. to make make people feel better about exactly. yeah maybe a lot of people who don't get into that party go to that bar <laughs> yeah. so she's like ah this will get people to buy more drinks yeah. I just carve Kirk and Spock in I also liked the um, they um, went through all of the shenanigans to try and find out where the big party was because apparently mm. it was a big secret and then it just ends up being in like the big conference room. Boring Like, did Mariner used to surf on that station? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Would she even consider it wasn't there? Yeah. 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 Um, there's some awesome references in that one as well. In the party, you see Shelby mm. from Best of Both Worlds. Yes. Captain Shelby. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Akona from the Outrageous Akona. <clears throat> DJing, which I just loved. Oh, right, right. I didn't get that. Oh, cool. Um, the the data bubble bath bottles was one of my favourites, <laughs> mainly because I want those. Um, that's, that's a bit of merchandise. Yeah. I what, love. you get a law one, though? Oh, <laughs> always a chance, isn't there? Yeah. Um, and did, and anyone, did you guys spot the Alex Kurtzman cameo? No, um, no. He was he was the guy in the Christopher Pike wheelchair. Oh. Uh, right, right. Oh, that was really another. Enjoyed. Yeah, I, I liked that joke, the Christopher Pike yeah. wheelchair joke as well. Yeah. I didn't realise that was that was Kurtzman. Yeah. yeah. Rick, what were your thoughts on this episode? Yeah, I um, I, I I liked it a lot. I thought it was a you know, it was a it was a it was a fun episode. I. Um, I I think I probably I liked Magato Gamato more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, this one was good. It's you know we get a it's we get a a, a good set of stories and a, a nice amount of references. I I really liked the buggy chase as well. I thought that was really well done. Mm. Some nice jokes in there with like a. An avian avian couple <laughs> living in living in the aviary oh. bit of the. I, I I that's that was that was good, um, and I, I liked all the stuff with the bar as well. I thought that was that was a nice touch and kind of. Um, I, I like how in it feels like in this that Star Trek Lower Decks is, is establishing that that famous Starfleet officers are. Of the past and and now are celebrities. Like, that's mm. where celebrity is in this in mm. this universe. Like, I mean, which makes sense. So, um, 
So yeah, I like I like that, and it was it was just a nice touch to to have that on the bar. But like as Gemma said, I mean, like they could have just um, anyone could have written that. They could have, yeah. <laughs> but it's nice to think that yeah, it was it was yeah. original. It was the Kirk and Spock yeah. that were that were knocking back some beers or whatever yeah. in that bar. That would be so cool. Captain Kirk drank here. He and his pointy-eared pal dragged the party crash back in, ah, what was it? 2260-something. <laughs> Ended up right here. Lady, you do not look that old. I am very jealous. Respect. <laughs> if I was in that universe and I saw that, I would have the same reaction as, oh, as, yeah. um, as Boimler and, and Mariner did. Definitely. And, go- and going back to what you are saying about the idea of there being celebrities in the Star Trek universe, I think that that sort of helped make the the data bubble bath joke work because mm. like data must be pretty famous in the um you know in the in the Star Trek universe around that area because he's like it's the only android mm. and um I think that's backed up though isn't it because in Voyager when they encounter those weird blank faced robots um Balana references mm. data then so he's clearly known. Yeah, um, and there's an episode of DS9, Treachery, Faith, and the Great River, where Nog is trading stuff to get a particular component Orion needs, and he trades Cisco's desk out to um, this guy Al Lorenzo, who gets who loves getting pictures behind famous stuff captains' desks. Yeah. He's got like Picard and DeSoto, and now he wants one with Cisco's desk. Yeah, so it's like I think I think it, it's completely natural. This celebrity thing is definitely it was pretty much established. So yeah. I really like that they continue that. I kind of now want it any time I go and drink at a bar, I just carve Kirk and Spock. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I want to then come home and have a, like a data bubble bath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It smells of. I, um, I don't know. Mm. Oil and <laughs> uh, longing. <laughs> <laughs> longing to be human. Whatever, whatever that might smell like, but also oil, because <laughs> robots, robots yeah, love oil. Love oil yeah. <laughs> Stories on about oil. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always having oil baths, isn't he? Is, That's yeah. what I remember about Data. <laughs> it was key defining features. <laughs> I definitely, definitely felt like the maybe the first couple of episodes of of the season I wasn't completely in love with it mm. and may, maybe the first couple of episodes I felt myself revisiting my hang-ups about how does a, a comedic animated show fit into the Star Trek universe in terms of canon and then you know by about episode three I'd I'd sort of got over that was just enjoying the mm. the the jokes and the stories and yeah, and I, and I think it. I, I don't know whether the episodes got stronger as we got into the mid season, or if oh, it's just that drunker. I we got drunker. Yeah. <laughs> no, I and got over ourselves. Yeah, I don't know. I genuinely, genuinely think they got stronger. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. I think definitely we got into we, as we got further in there, they were just getting better and better. So that's good. Mm. So I kind of it, it feels like we're kind of quite all generally feeling this has been a really good start to the season, the first half kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we're all we all 
in agreement that that uh, Magato Gamato was was the standout <laughs> episode so far as well. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and I f- I feel like maybe I I am the one who enjoyed the opening episode the least, but n- no one else had a had really a particular problem with it. <laughs> And my only problem with it is remembering the flipping title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good point. I mean, this is the only Star Trek series on air at the minute that they put the title on screen, for God's sake, and I still can't get it right. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we get um, a character that I like, but we haven't really had a, a lot of time with, is the is the counsellor, the bird guy, Migly oh, Migly Moo. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to have a, 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 like a Miglimo episode. I think that would be good. He's he's pretty funny. He wanted to use um, puppet Keishon in his therapy. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. And um, and Doctor Tana has to kind of shoo him shoo him away. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought, yeah, yeah. That's what. If, if the next five episodes, it'd be good to get some a bit more time with um, Miglimo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd I'd like to see a return of Badgie, the um, <laughs> the horrifying sort of holodeck. <clears throat> Uh, kind of, uh, kind of clippy equivalent. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Badgie will return it, at some point. I hope so. I, I'd be very surprised if we don't see him at some point this season. Yeah. Do you? Um, so I know that there is a. There's like a. Is there a trailer out for the second half of the season? There is. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's it's quite fast paced. There's a lot of bits in there. I think what we can expect are something to do with the Borg. Ooh, okay, be quite interesting. Um, and there's going to be an evil computer voiced by Jeffrey Combs. <gasps> oh, cool! Nice. He's not played enough characters in Star Trek so yeah. far. <laughs> He's had a few more to his bow, I think. Um, <laughs> but no, that's that's actually that's Combs' first um, appearance returning to New Trek. So. That's quite exciting. Hopefully not his last. Yeah. Well, that's really good. Well, we should say, am I right in thinking there are 10 episodes um, per season? So maybe we should do a similar thing. We should watch the next five and then do a second half of um, Lower Decks review. I think Um, that would be pretty good if we did that. Yeah. Because we did did this last season. We, We sort of talked about the first few after it came on i don't think we ever followed it up or completed it did we that that sounds very out of character <laughs> for us to be really inconsistent in an approach <laughs> to, to looking at a subject in star trek um so yeah crazily enough i i think you're right rick i think we did do that <laughs> yeah but it's, it's been um i've really enjoyed these five episodes mm-hmm. like the the it's it's doing a really of of being an animated Star Trek series. I think it's, like I've said a couple of times, I think one great thing about animation is it gives you a potential to include characters and have storylines that would be, you know, expensive, too expensive in live action. They would be, yeah. you, you wouldn't be able to do them. And I think the, the, the writers and the people behind Lower Decks realise that. And, well, let's have these characters. Let's have... You know, more insectoid characters, more like a a a, a counselor who's a bird guy. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a cat doctor who's like a cat. You know, let's do yeah. this stuff, and um, and it's really working. Like I, I think yeah. that's a great thing about animation is that it allows you to do these things, and it's the same 
to be fair, it's the same for the animated series. I mean, after the after the episode where with the collector's sort of vault, um, I I hadn't watched the Infinite Falcon, so I wanted to make I wanted to watch that. And the animated, you know what, the animated series is is pr- is good. It's it's got really interesting ideas. All the episodes seem to kind of have a lot going on. Um, and and similarly, kind of delving into as parts of the Star Trek universe that just wouldn't make be, you wouldn't be able to do on on the budget that you're given in live action. Yeah. So so yeah, I, I I'm I'm really glad we've got this show. And yeah. It's 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 a, it's a it really it really works. I think as part of as, as part of the of, of the Star Trek story, really. Rick, you have just reminded me of something we occasionally used to do back when we could all record together, which hopefully we'll get back to soon. But um, by the end of the night, we'd recorded two, three episodes. We'd had a few beers, a little <laughs> bit in our cups, and then we just randomly select an animated series mm-hmm. episode to watch, yeah. watch it, and then talk about it. And it was... <laughs> yeah, there yeah, were some conversations I, um, we had. <laughs> I think, and I think, you know what, um, uh, James Doohan... Um, is is the real star of the animated series because he did a lot of the <laughs> he, he did a lot of he voiced a lot of the characters yeah. the guest characters basically yeah yeah so um in, in like in the magics of magus 2 he he voiced the the wizard guy they meet and in the in the infinite vulcan i think he does a lot of the voices there so so yeah um yeah. it's i mean i don't know this this just the the animated series is, has a lot of charm. Like it's, mm. it's the animation style is, is pretty basic, but it works. Yeah. Like I, I like mm. it. I, every time, every time there's a shot where someone's face is really close up, <laughs> and uh, and someone's in the background, I'm like, ah, oh, that shot. Okay, I get. It. Or when they, yeah, when the characters yeah. are running, they're 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 in black. <laughs> yeah, just in silhouette, clearly to but, save money. Yeah, <laughs> but but that is a. But that gives it a certain style, and I, mm. I don't know. You once you've watched a couple of episodes, you you know what to expect in that regard. So yeah. it shouldn't surprise yeah. you. You should be able to watch the rest of it. And yeah, I think um, yeah, watching watching Lower Decks has sort of got me back into watching a bit of the animated series as well. So uh, cool. Because in the in the Infinite the Infinite Vulcan's got a really interesting story because. It, it's it involves very, yeah. involves a scientist from the eugenics wars and a race, like a a, a plant race, a, a race yeah. of, um, uh, of of um, of a species that are plant a plants basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so a lot going, I uh, got a lot going on, and then and then also like a giant spark eventually. <laughs> I, I mean, I do love that coming out of eugenics wars when obviously all the ideas to augment humankind increase their brain power ambition strength you know dexterity and all those things and then later on he's thinking okay so how can i improve a vulcan make him fucking massive (laughs) yeah yeah and that might not have been the that might not have been the last spark either Mm. because the 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 scientist they meet he's like the fifth of He's the sort of the fifth version of himself, isn't he? I can't remember the doctor's it's like his name, but it's some it's something five. <laughs> so he's cloned himself four four times at least. <laughs> so in the uh, in the interest of 
trying to keep this episode to under an hour and a half. <laughs> I reckon we should. We should <laughs> yeah. See ya. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. I, I reckon we should wrap this one up. Um, yes. Yeah. Cool. Everyone's cool with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I feel like we've all basically the conclusion is we've all enjoyed the first half of uh, yeah. season two of Lower Decks. Yeah, no, it's been no, brilliant. Yeah, no big complaints and and mostly positives. So mm. cool. Yeah, excellent. Um, look forward to reporting on the second half of the season. Well, we are going to yeah. fucking trash it. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> well, I, I doubt it though. <laughs> no, the, the trailer. The trailer for. Look great, lots of cool stuff. So, yeah, but yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, join us again for um, more Star Trek discussions. Do you realize how incredible this is? It's tradition. You ever noticed that bum? What? That bum? Oh no! I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loweredexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10 backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at loweredexradio.co.uk. On a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Will Turland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund our ongoing projects like... Uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash loweredexradio. Uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us, we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or we're on various third-party apps. And if you could leave us a review on any of those, that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative. Thanks again for listening, and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure history never forgets the name. 10 Backward? Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? 10 Backward. 10 Backward. Is he a serious? No, I, I think he likes to watch. <laughs>